Welcome back to the No Bad Karma podcast. Uh, season 2023, episode two, and I'm not sure what's going to come out of my mouth today because here's what, what happened. Today's episode's titled uh, Live in Love Intentionally. And by the post that goes with the episode, you can tell I wanted to talk about taking goals, making plans, making them reality, making good memories. So you can do it again. That leaves you inspired to do it again. But it's really that simple. So I wanted to explain more about why and why we as people fail at that. So I wrote a script, was ready to record. Well, actually, it took me four scripts, was ready to record. And uh, this was a week ago. And you're going to hear that script yet today. And then I had some things to do. It just so happens it was my birthday. I had some life milestone goals. I wanted to get accomplished uh, or things towards those. Uh, I wanted to get some fresh lines. I had to go to the BMV. And uh, one of the things I wanted to get done was get this episode recorded. Then I had to get my daughter and my mother from work. So the four things I wanted to do, uh, because I didn't have time to record the episode, I was going to record it that evening, or go get my haircut, go to the BMV, get my daughter, get my mother, and come home and record. So let me stop there for a second and say, I'm going to use some visuals. And you might want to watch this on the YouTube channel, nobadkarma.com. So I set out to run my errands. Go get my haircut. Takes longer than expected. On my way there, I get a call. Uh, decided I would uh, run to the bank. Uh, <laughs> and... Uh, to take care of that and uh, try to fit that in there somewhere. So uh, my haircut takes longer than I plan. I decide I don't have time to go to the BMV and I run to the bank instead. Take care of that uh, and uh, put in the, the rest of the cash I had for some other bills. So I left enough in my wallet for the BMV and then like 10 extra bucks. Uh because I still wanted to try to get that taken care of if I had time. So then I run to get my daughter from work. My mom's going to be late. There's a BMV. So I go to near where she works. So I go to the BMV, get out of the car, running in with my folder, my wallet like this. And you'll see just a little green there in the cash. So get out of the car. My daughter's going to go in with me and up comes, uh, uh, a guy, excuse me, excuse me. My name's Sammy. Uh, uh, I, I'm homeless. I, I live over there. I'm trying to get some money. I said, Sammy, uh, I, I'm in a hurry. Uh, I've helped you before. Uh, I, I, I got to run right now. And started, uh, and I said, I don't have any extra cash on me. And I started walking in to the BMV and, uh, and what happened next shocked me. 
it shook me because he's like, man, I'm just trying to get some food. I'm just trying to like through a fit. And this guy's about 10 years older than me. And if I said just uh, picture a homeless vet with uh, scraggly white hair, that's kind of what Sammy looked like. And I'm, I'm not trying to be disparaging in that. I'm saying when I, I picture uh, uh, an older vet that's all, uh, you know, lived a weathered life, that's what he looked like. And I could see this look of shock on my daughter's face. So my daughter knows me. She knows, you know, we've done all kinds of church work together. She's worked at pantries at my church. And we're walking in and she says, Dad, if I had a couple bucks, I'd give it to him. And I told her, I said, oh, and by the way, I was wearing this shirt. Be a nice human. And I said, I've helped Sammy before. And uh, uh, I said, hold on and uh, wait for me here. And I went back out to to give him a a buck. And he was at another person getting out of the car, giving him the same pitch. And another lady says, they're giving out free hot dogs on the street. And he's like, thanks, and continues with this pitch. Now, again, I'm not being disparaging. I'm just saying what happened. So at that point, I was feeling really bad, like the most awful human on earth, still because of how my daughter reacted and and how he reacted. So uh, I just said, come on, let's go. And I decided I'd go the next day. And that was an important errand for me because uh, the way the mistakes I made in my life, I, I just, that was the other thing. I try to get my stuff done on time now. And, uh, uh, and if I didn't get it done that day, it wasn't going to be on time. So anyhow, proceeded to pick my mother up at work, came home and just was shocked. Didn't know if I felt worthy to record this episode, because here's the thing. When I got in the car and I'll, I'll, remember something that I said that I've helped Sammy before and I'll talk about that at the end but when I got in the car what I was thinking was the very first line that I had put in this episode and that is what Sammy doesn't understand is that I shouldn't be here right now that's how I feel I feel like there's probably at least one person on this earth that like would be happy if I didn't exist uh, or living like Sammy. Uh, I know where Sammy sleeps. Uh, 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 one of two places. You know, uh, there's people in my life that I know would maybe see me uh, want to waste my talents and brains and rely on my previous experience in food and beverage working, you know, at a fast food place, uh, instead. And again, I'm not disparaging that occupation. I'm talking about not realizing your potential because of the way people put you down in life and the challenges that you have to overcome. 
And, you know, if you've listened to this podcast, you know, my story had to do with an affair, but it didn't have to do with an affair. It really had to do with drinking. And that was the underlying problem. But beyond that, it was the choices I made. And that's what that podcast is about. And I made a choice to avoid things, drinking them away, just not, to, not you know, enough not to care. And that was four and a half years ago when my affair ended and I was two weeks sober and I realized what I did to my life. And I recorded a five minute video so I would never forget. And I've only looked at it a couple of times because I don't like where I was. And I did at that point consider forgetting and returning to drinking, but I, I decided not to. And that, but that was the point in my life where I thought, what am I going to do now? And that's really looking back where I decided to realize, uh, uh, that's the moment I realized now where I decided to live intentionally, fully and completely. You know, I don't know what I would have called it then. Well, I do. I was just trying to not generate any bad karma in my life. And I literally started making a list. I knew clients I had done wrong that I didn't service right. People in my family I had to reconnect with. There were things going on in my church I didn't agree with. That, that, and my phone was ringing all the time for that. I just w- was going to do the right thing now. Kind of like in My Name is Earl, if you ever saw that show, where he tries to do the right thing and right all his wrongs. That's, you know, I didn't model it after that by any means. In fact, I'd forgotten about that show at the time, but but that was part of it. Or kind of like a 12-step. You know, I really realized at that point, you hear people say, I got my karma, right? And I I did. Then you hear people say, I got my karma and then some, uh, you know, that's what I thought too. But that was really just a start because the next two to three months were miserable. And, you know, here's where you expect, expect me to say, I took those goals and I, you know, made plans and I brought them into reality and made memories. And yeah, I did. It took me four years too, and I'm still doing it. Uh, but what happens at that time that you don't realize is you got shit emotion already from before. And that's the stuff that's still coming out to bite you in the ass. And that's what happened to me the next two months. I mean, I didn't have food. I didn't have money. I would go a few days without eating. Uh, Sometimes I didn't have utilities. I'd use my phone for internet. I'd use, you know, when I I didn't have internet, I'd use my internet for phone calls when I didn't have phone service. I splurge on store brand pasta and sauce and ice cream for dates. Hence the name of the the second person in my life that I don't talk about much here. But you know how t- people talk about running around putting out fires at work or in their life or whatever? Dude, I didn't have fires. I had p- piles of smoldering rubble. It was gone. I had to rebuild. And the next 12 months would be me working like 12 hours a day, seven days a week. Just trying to get my life right. Just trying to get my business back on track. Just trying to do this and that. And I would live intentionally. And I met someone and I loved intentionally at that time. And I've talked about that on here in the Daddy is an Alcoholic episode. You know, and that wouldn't work out. And that would end kind of with me getting a little more. But it's enough about me because... What I wanted to talk about also was this guy named Maslow, 
Abraham Maslow, who lived from 1908 till 1970. He was an American psychologist that talked about what we need to be us. And I've talked about that in a previous episode. And he broke it down into five things. And he had a little pyramid. And the first were these physiological needs. You need air, food, water. Sex is in there too, but put that aside for a minute, right? You got to eat. That's the first thing you need as a person. You're like, what's this have to do with goals? I'm getting there because your, your goal is to get food. Then comes safety and security right here. So after, if you see somebody in need of food, when they get food, what do they need next? Place to sleep. You need a roof over your head. So what happens after that? Are they satisfied? They sitting there working on their Tinder profiles? No. But the thing after that is love. You have to get your basic needs met before you can love. And love includes a lot of things. It's not just romantic love. It's community, fellowship, friendship. That's why they're sleeping together in shelters, sleeping together on the streets, sleeping together under bridges. It's how they get their love. But you have to live before you can love. You have to take care of those basic needs. But then that's where we start making it complicated. Because for some of us, love is going out and looking for romantic love and stuff like that. We take for granted the fact that we have friends and family even. Because what comes after love this is self-esteem, number four, self-esteem. So think about that for a minute. We need to feel good about ourselves, and that includes how other people look at us. We need to like how other people are viewing us or accept it. So we feed and clothe ourselves. We get a place to stay, go out and seek love. And what happens next? Maybe I want to date other people. Now, you know, maybe you're just dating to see what you like. So that's, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about you're, you're feeling your oats. You're feeling good. Maybe you, got, maybe you dated higher on the chain than you expected. And you want to go see if you can date higher. Or baby, I'm going to cheat on you. Our self-esteem, our ego gets in the way. And we go tumbling down the pyramid and start again, or we chose to, right? Or we damage relationships with family. And that, because this pyramid, it's got a lot of little blocks in it, right? That love part. The more things you are screwing up, the more you're going down the pyramid. So the truth is we get self-esteem in a lot of ways. You know, it includes the friends, family, co-workers. So all these relationships I'm talking about include all those, not just our romantic love. 
And it doesn't mean just because you screw one of them up or make some really bad choices in one of them that you're going to go tumbling all the way down like I did. Right. But it also makes you think about the pyramid others have to climb. People like Sammy. So it has a lot to do with living and loving intentionally. Because if you don't, you know, think about baby we're not growing together or go back and think about the cavemen unless you don't think they existed but they had a a goal to get food and water right so caveman goes out to hunt brought it home cooked it caveman's wife said damn that beast was so good go get another he took that goal made a plan to go out and hunt made it reality made a good memory of a good meal. She wants him to go out and get another. Goes out and gets another, comes home. She says, damn, baby. That beast was good, but we don't have a roof over our heads. So if we're sleeping in the rain again, you ain't getting any of this beast. What happens if you don't make plans in love? We've been engaged five years, put a ring on it. You know, ultimatums never work. Or you can just say now, that was a beautiful wedding, baby. Just make up your mind now. Plan it. Or it can believe, it could end up as, I can't believe our marriage is in a folder and in an attorney's office. Just another number. That's what my ex said to me. What happens if you don't make plans for your self-esteem even, Right? You're out there dieting, working out to leave someone, or are you doing it to feel better about yourself? What about your partner? Are you confident enough in what they're doing? I mean, you know, there's a whole thing about trust we could talk about, but you either trust them or you don't. If you respect your partner, right, you're going to trust them. But what kind of person are you going to be? You're going to be the person that you're working out and somebody says one day, hey. Right. Let's go back to Maslow for a minute, because I still didn't talk about the top of this thing. And that's self-actualization. What the hell does that mean? Right. It means knowing yourself, first of all, but it's also being everything you can be. Right. Because the more you know yourself and the better you can be, the more of those blocks you're keeping in filled along the way. Everything from the roof over your head to the food on your table to the person in your life to how you feel about yourself. You're living intentionally and loving intentionally. You know what else? Instead of kicking people down and kicking yourself down, you start pulling others up. People like Sammy. That's why it makes a difference. People in your family, your other friends, right? Your friends. But we always get stuck up on love and relationships more than we should. And we value those because if I told you this was going to be about Maslow, you wouldn't have listened. But if you think it's about sex and love, you do. But it's not just about love. Love is relationships. It's all the people in your life. It's people like 
Sammy. So you're never going to be you. You're never going to be at the top of this and be your best until you start living intentionally and then loving intentionally. And that's why it's always about people stupid. That's how you know yourself. That's how you know others. That's how you grow to respect others. And that's how you take goals, make plans, bring things into reality, make good memories, and want to do it again everywhere in your life. You can think about when you had a bad memory and what happened. I don't need to tell you. I don't need to tell you mine any more than I already have. Because at the end of the day, that's how you give yourself your choices, I should say, a purpose bigger than yourself. Because the only things that matter are the things that matter. But we can't do it alone. And that brings me back to Sammy. Because, like Paul Harvey used to say, here's the rest of the story. I said at the beginning I helped Sammy before. I had. That office, that parking lot I was at, at that moment, first of all, I had about two dozen cars there. I had been to that building probably 20 times because I had a client in that building. And I know I've helped Sammy in that parking lot before. And when I'm telling my mother this story the next day, she says, you mean the guy we bought hot, hot dogs for one day outside the courthouse? I said, yes, that's Sammy. I think he may have been at my pantry before or a community dinner we used to have. Another organization ran. I know this person. I've helped him before. I wasn't sure what else I might need my extra $10 for, and I chose not to help him that day. Can I look back and say, could I have handled it better, especially since I believe everybody does deserve a bottle of water and a sandwich? Yes, I could have. But I wasn't mean to him in the moment. I just said no. And we sometimes say no. But the point I'm really trying to make is I, I do it all. Here's the other thing. I do it all the time and I can't do it alone. The other thing Sammy doesn't know is I, I have two regulars at my corner store. They get about five bucks a week. One day, again, after fresh lines, I'm going in and the one didn't recognize me. And he said, hey. And I said, hey, I don't have any cash today. And I didn't. I only have plastic. And he said, no, 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 no. And he started putting money in my hand. He said, I just need you to buy lottery tickets. And I said, why can't you buy lottery tickets? He said, they don't let me anymore. So I went in and bought his lottery tickets for him. And I've still given him a dollar since. When I make a casserole or something or more than I have, I take some to my corner store employees and I take a plate to whoever stands outside 
I help all the time. I just chose not to help Sammy in that moment. And I still feel bad about it. And I might track him down and try to understand the story. I haven't decided yet. And, you know, I had to talk through with a couple people in my life to feel okay with it. Because I think I should be. But I still feel bad. That's why we can't kick people down the pyramid and say we have to help pull them up. It's how we give our choices a purpose bigger than ourselves. Because the only thing that matter are the things that matter. And those are people. See you soon.